We are the stimulus, the spark, the channel, the vehicle. We are the ones that will incite change because we bring the kingdom of God with us because we're possessed by the king. And catalyst is the ideal image to describe the paradigm of a church because the life of Jesus Christ provokes change and it calls people to a radical lifestyle, a way of life that is countercultural to the world around us. So if we were to rephrase the kingdom of God, we could say it's all about transformation, all about us being changed and bringing change wherever we go. That's our desire as a church. I believe that's what God embedded in the name of this church, that individually and corporately we were to be a catalyst, an instrument that brings change, that our presence because of the presence of God would make a difference in our workplaces or in our schools as setting up a church over a region or regions. And as far as God wants to stretch that, that's possible. But it comes out of an atmosphere or... um, a climate where there's expectation, where we actually believe that God can do that. It's okay to say, yeah, we're catalysts. We are catalysts. Whether you come to Catalyst Church or some other church, you are a catalyst. If you're possessed by the Spirit of God, if God has laid hold of your heart, if you have his presence in your life, then you are a catalyst. Everywhere you go, you take the presence of God. You take the aroma of Christ. And you have the capacity and the opportunity to bring change. Now, I guess that's leveled by our faith. If we really believe that, then great opportunity will happen. If we sort of think that might be possible, then we might see a little bit of change. But it's all factored in on this place and our lives being an incubator, a place where we grow expectation, we grow anticipation. We believe great things in God and we attempt great things for God, not because of our capacity, but because of him. And so that's why I believe God called us to be Catalyst Church with a K, because the kingdom of God is the catalyst. Now, here's the thing. That's great in theory. Great to write it out as a mission statement and put all your objectives there and your goals and we'll do this and do that. But we are a sum of all the parts. So as a leader, you can have the vision, but the vision is dependent upon the people that come and fulfill that vision. (laughs) We are the sum of all the parts. So if most of the parts are lazy and tired and lack faith, then the vision will never be fulfilled. And so we always need to ask ourselves, well, what am I bringing to the table of my church, of my family, of my community? What what am I bringing? Am I an inspiration? Am I somebody that when you hang around, people are are motivated by that person? They'll sense the presence of God. You're someone that, that glows with God. Or you are someone that is going backwards. Because if the sum of all the parts is that we're all going backwards, then the vision will never get fulfilled. The context of the church is a people that are moving forward, never going backwards. We may need to stand sometimes and stand our ground, but we are always advancing. Since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. So this morning, I just want to talk about six things really, really quick. I'm going to finish by 10-2. We are church as a family. If we are not a family, if we don't have love for one another, if we don't have a standard that is different to the world's, then we don't really have 
anything to offer. There has to be something different about our unity together and our diversity, that we celebrate one another's differences, but at the same time we are bonded together in Christ, and that holds us like a glue together. We have a common unity, and we have a strong or we need to have a really strong relational dynamic where we make allowances for one another, where we tolerate one another's differences, where someone makes a mistake, we don't condemn them. We, we dust them off and we say, go again, try again, go harder. People come in with failed marriages or broken relationships. We don't, we don't condemn them for that. We just put an expectation and an opportunity around them for them to grow in God and to change, to be changed so that they can bring change. So that should be the sticker on the back of our car, church as family. Because if that's, that's the fundamental thing of what we are, we need to be a family. We're also a hospital. We're all broken vessels. We're all on a journey of, of you know, finding wholeness in God. And there's areas of all our lives that God is still trying to bring us through you know, into a place of healing. And so if that's the incubator, if we're always working towards that goal, of being whole in God, then this will be a fantastic place to be a part of. Because when you see people getting healed, when you see people having revelation of the things that they need to change in their life, and you see God doing all that, it's just the greatest place to be a part. I love the church. It's not because we've got it all together. It's because most of the people here, most of the time are saying, I want to be changed, and I'm willing to do what's necessary for that change to bring me through. So we need to be a place where we accept people that the world might ostracize or marginalize. They need to find a home here. They need to find a place of healing. And we want to bring people in that are wounded. We want to send them out as warriors so that they can take on the cause of God. We are church as a body. You know, the Christian faith is not supposed to be lived out in individuality. We go together. We work together. We serve the greater good, which is the body of Christ. We all bring a different gift to that body to make it full and to make it complete. And when we don't, we're lacking. And I believe God ordains things so that there's the possibility to have every gift functioning. It's whether we want to rise up and use those gifts. So this needs to be a place of activation, of giving people opportunity, of identifying what they can do, training them, releasing them. And we need to be a place where everybody's contributing. There's too many consumers in the church. Our church is becoming all about being entertained. What can I go and get today? No, you come ready to give. You come ready to serve. You get engaged in the life of the church. You come and you bring your best to the body. Whatever that best is, you might be a preacher. You might be someone who can cook. It doesn't matter what the gift is. It's not a competition. It's just we come together as a body. We are an army. We just talked before, we prayed about being an unstoppable force that doesn't need, need to be frightened, that we can occupy Cranbourne, an officer, and right down the southeastern corridor, we can resist the works of the enemy, we can advance, we can conquer, you know, through prayer and all the weapons that God's given us, we're, we're a force to be reckoned with. But the enemy, I think, looks at us sometimes and goes, you guys just don't get what you've got. You keep doing the same old things and you keep getting the same old results. Well, get into the good stuff and you'll beat me. The weapons are there. The power and authority is ours. We've just got to rise up and use it. 
And the church can be an army against all sorts of things, against injustice, about the things that are wrong in our community. We are church as an army and we watch each other's back and we look after each other. We're also a bride. We're a pillar of truth. Where are you going to hear the word of God explained and unpacked? Where are we going to bring a standard into people's lives where we call people to account to do life God's way? That's not an easy thing to do. You can find a church that will teach you how to be positive about yourself and feel good about yourself. No, it's all about being a disciple and walking in holiness and integrity and in truth and being raising up a standard amongst us where we strive for God's best, not the lowest common denominator. And we're also church as a powerhouse. I believe that God is teaching Catalyst and Cornerstone that this is what we're missing. We've all been Christians for a long time. We're all solid. We're all people that love the Lord. We're all good people. But most of us aren't on fire. Not ablaze not firebrands for God. And I believe that's the challenge, not just for our church, but I believe most of the churches at the moment. And we need to come back to, to the fire of God, where the conviction in our hearts, the, the faith that we have, the belief system that we have drives us relentlessly. You know, not, not, not so that we're wound up to do it in our own strength, but it's God birthed. And when it's God birthed, it's easy. It's really easy. But that's the difference. We can strive so much in our own flesh to get things done. But when we do church and life God's way, man, it's exciting. I just watched that video before and I thought, watch Jesus healing people. Watch him lifting people up that couldn't walk. And that's what I want. That's the church I'm searching for. And I have to own that I am the sum of the parts. (laughs) And if I don't bring that, then how can I expect everybody else to have that? That's not fair. So we come individually, yet we come together and we interlock and we stand together in power and the authority of God. There you go. I promised you I'd finish. (laughs) There was a whole lot of other stuff that was supposed to be in the middle of that. What I wanted to do this morning was for each one of those was just to have a moment to stand and pray. Because I don't know that a lot of people have experienced church being a family. It's been a place where they've been rejected or they've been judged and church is not a good place. Maybe that's you this morning. Or maybe you're broken. You really are struggling in life and you're trying to find a place where, you know, your wounds will be tended to. Or maybe you don't feel like you're part of a body. You've never really discovered your gifts. You don't quite know how you fit. Maybe you don't feel like you're part of an army. Maybe you feel like the army's on top of you, that the enemy's got you in his clutches and he's holding you. Maybe you don't feel like you're walking in righteousness at the moment. There's sin in your life that's really tainting. Maybe you feel pretty powerless. You really don't feel like a firebrand for God. Why don't we just stand on our feet today? And we'll just pray. Father, I want to thank you that we are a family. We don't have to sign a document to to recognize that. 
that in you we are the family of God. We are brothers and sisters. And I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of sonship, that you've called us into your family, that you've adopted us to walk with you in the fullness of what you have for us. And Lord, my prayer over Catalyst and Cornerstone is that we will learn how to do family even better. That Lord, our patience, our tolerance, the high calling of God will will allow us to love one another in such a way, Lord, that people will just be dumbfounded by the love that we have, by the grace and the mercy that is evident. Lord, I pray that you will continue in all of our lives to heal us. Lord, where there's relationships that have gone sour, where there's attitudes of our heart that are just wrong, where we're being bound up in sin and it's just created patterns of behavior in our life, in our minds, Lord. Father, would you come and bring the healing that's in your wings? And would you release your healing over this church so that, Father, we might be an instrument of healing to the communities around us? But, Father, how can we give away what we don't have? We need to be whole. And Lord, I pray that you continue to take us on that journey of wholeness where we celebrate recovery and we walk in the fullness of what you have for us. Lord, I pray for us as a body that you would teach us what it means to serve the greater good, to play our part in the mechanisms of the church where we bring our gifts and our best and we lay it down for you to use for the advancement of your kingdom. Lord, I pray that as an army, You would teach us to to take the weapons of warfare that you've ordained for us to use to drive back the evil one and all his works and his schemes. And we want to tear down every stronghold that the enemy's got in our lives and in the lives of our family and our community. Lord, teach us how to fight even more powerfully than we ever have before because if God is for us, who can be against us? Lord, teach us about holiness and about purity and about walking in righteousness so that, Father, we'll be a spotless bride. We won't be squeaky clean on Sunday and messy the other six days of the week. But, Lord, teach us how to be a church that walks in the purity of your gospel. And, Lord, last but never least, would you teach us how to walk in that dunamis power? You said I would send my spirit, and you shall receive power. Lord, we need to be a people of power. Father, would you open heaven over us individually and corporately, not so that we can possess the power like a badge of honor, but Lord, so that we can distribute it and give it away so that your name might be known right down this region, Lord God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your gentle ways, Lord God, but we know that you will baptize us with fire. And Lord, we need that fire. And I pray that in the days and weeks and months ahead, Lord, our journey as a church would be discovering that powerhouse in such great measure, Lord God, that we won't be able to contain it. Lord, it has to be you. And we pray, Lord, that you would pour yourself out and break out over all our lives so that we can serve you for the next three years with even greater success, Lord God, and that your name would be known above everything else. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.